and welcome to Life of Die, the podcast which discusses all things relating to role-playing games and tabletop gaming. I'm Gordon, your regular host, but today as we turn our attention to Warlord Games Bolt action, I'll be stepping aside to allow fellow diecasters Craig and Chris to take over. Let's see what they've got to say about this popular World War II war game. Hello. Howdy ho. Hi. So, Bolt action. Warlord Games platoon level... World War Two and a bit beyond game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you were the one that got me into it as a little bit of a a little bit of a lockdown project. Um, I think we <laughs> I think we planned on having a a few more games under our belt by now. Oh um, uh, yeah, obviously that was all out the window. Yes, yes, yeah. But it has given us a lot of time to. Uh, flick through the warlord website and um, probably buy more than we Spend really needed money <laughs> yes yeah exactly but yeah. it's uh, it's good and it's also i think i think for me it's um it sparked off a bit of a bit of an interest again in, in kind of world war Two and um yeah and um movie games and everything like that so yeah it's always it's always good to revisit and i guess yeah, yeah. definitely um that's one of the main things that attracted me to it was doing something a little bit more historical than than your usual kind of fantasy games. Something yeah. that's got a bit of realism to it and like you can like do a bit of research into. Um, yeah. No, I think that's die. so that was that was one of the big draws for me, that and who doesn't love painting model tanks? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. The tank tank painting is one of those little pleasures in life. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it, it it was a good it was a good palate cleanser for me as well, getting away yeah. from sci-fi and fantasy, and it's it's an interesting one because I think there's a it's like a bit of a hot topic at the moment, um, historical gaming and its imminent death. <laughs> if you believe the if you believe the press, I think um, yeah. War Games Illustrated have done a bit of a um, a bit of a kind of straw poll on it recently, and they've asked a lot of um, YouTubers and influencers and uh, and such like to um, not not the same ones that are selling foam mattresses um, on Instagram, but the the ones involved in war gaming. Um, yeah, yeah they, they've kind of taken a straw poll and, and asked them, you know, how do we save historic war gaming? And I think mm-hmm. when they when they talk about historic war gaming in a bit of a broad term, I think the the thing that comes to mind for a lot of people is that really heavy stats you know chips um maybe not even necessarily you know playing out combat but a lot of the time they'll be bogged down in the minutiae of logistics and communications Mm -hmm. and effective communications down from commanders down to squad leaders and all that kind of stuff which is which is cool and that's 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 definitely um it's not going to get the kids involved, though, is it? Yeah, it's not the kids. <laughs> the kids these days. <laughs> no offense to the kids these days, but yeah, there, there's there's definitely an, an attention span and a kind of action of what yeah. um, what war gaming is. I think for a lot of people, and I think if you've been brought up much like perhaps yourself and I, brought up mm-hmm. in that kind of Warhammer forty thousand era, um, where things yeah. are a little bit more streamlined and a bit more accessible, then. Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe difficult to to see yourself getting into historics and stuff. But as again, as as I approach a, a slightly more mature age, I, I start to now look at Napoleonics and um, <laughs> and uh, large scale large scale uh, mass yes. combat battles and stuff, and go, mm, I could get into that, but yeah. I'm not quite there yet. But I think yeah, yeah I think bolt action definitely definitely fills a bit of a gap um, because 
as we'll talk about a bit later on, the rules are, you know, very simple, mechanically quite slick, um, easy to build armies for, accessible with starter box sets, etc. So yeah, um, I think and they it's, really and it's cheap. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's cheap, comparatively cheap, comparatively um, cheap to other manufacturers. <laughs> yes, I mean exactly. you can you could get a you could get an army set up for less than 50 quid. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's one of the things that they do, they do really well is these kind of starter boxes um, for armies, and it is, yeah, about, about 50 quid for effectively what's a 1,000 points or something, which is a, a decent-sized game. Yeah, um, even, even a box of infantry, I mean, you're getting mm-hmm. 30 men in a box. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing, you can, you can build up for from, a, from... a small army, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and from yeah. that you can build up you know all your hq units and your specialists and everything so yeah. yeah it's um it's really accessible in that way um and yeah it's, it's definitely it's one of those ones as well it appeals to me because it's kind of set in stone that it's not one of those ones that they're going to bring out a game breaking yeah, <laughs> a game breaking new tank yeah exactly because because it would have been a very different we'd be sitting in a very different um, <laughs> chat group probably at the moment if that was the case Exactly, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, 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 I like the, com- oh, I was about to say compactness of it, but the actual range of miniatures and the range of forces is pretty overwhelming. I think it's it's yeah. impressive. You can if you can think of it, or if you can find an okay. article, or find yeah, if you a read about it somewhere. Yeah, if, if, if you found it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's 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 plenty to get stuck into for from exactly. that point of view. But it's um. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's familiar. I guess is one of the things I'd say. Like you know, everyone knows a tiger yeah. tank, and everyone knows a Sherman and yeah. U.S. paratroopers and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's fairly um, familiar territory for a lot of people, which makes it a bit more accessible again, which is good. Yeah. And um, and yeah, so so I was quite weak willed in getting into <laughs> you. You obviously. You were very weak willed. Yeah, you effectively we'll get, we'll get me. a couple of squads. We'll just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just the little skirmish games, uh, yeah. the firefight rules, and before you knew it, you'd bought an entire British army by the looks of it. Well, it was yeah, it was it was a kind of eBay <laughs> eBay job lot, which in fairness, when in hindsight, really wasn't great value. Again, I hadn't done my research, I hadn't realised how comparatively cheap it was. So I saw this um, set of um, stuff on eBay. It was a, a Churchill tank, um, standard British infantry, and um, paratroopers platoons so kind of 30 30 paratroopers 30 um british mid-war late-war infantry and a and a churchill tank for 50 quid and i was like buy it now before this guy realizes he's he's, he's been mugged um and then I, I bought it and then kind of priced it up against the rrp and it was pr- pretty much about 50 odd quid i think i saved maybe i saved about 10 or maybe on on it but yeah. again it was still happening it, it was kind of stuff i would have bought it anyway Right. Probably. Um, was it already built, or was it? No, no, it was all it was all brand new. Um, ah, really? It was actually from a it was from a kind of friendly local game store. They must have been doing their own little bundle or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't really realise it. But like I said, it was all stuff, all stuff I was kind of keen on getting anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was a good a good starting point for a force. Again, unbeknownst to me, um, what what really came in the boxes. But yeah, it gives you kind of veteran infantry it gives you your your regular tommies and and a tank which is you know it's a sizable force if you were to field it all you'd, you'd be well over the yeah. kind of thousand point mark so yeah that was that was me off to a running start with it yeah um and i think you were um, you were a bit more 
I was You're a bit more kind of conservative, a bit more. Yeah, I, I actually split the. They do a, a starter set called Band of Brothers, and it's basically USA Airborne uh, against the Wehrmacht, and mm-hmm. you get, I think it was twenty four Airborne troops. Yeah, and the Germans get, I think it's twelve, but they get half track as well with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I split that with my brother. Um, because he was interested in doing the Germans in it, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I kind of started, and then just added to the the force I had. Yeah, so I mean, it's a really cool set that it comes with a little kind of ruined farmhouse uh, as well. Yeah, it's perfect for getting into the game. Um, but yeah, it's quite cool. Cause it's kind of asymmetric as well. A lot of these times you see starter sets, and it's kind of mirrored forces or whatever. But yeah, I definitely the the Germans are a wee bit underpowered in the starter set, but yeah. It depends. Yeah. Depends on the type of game you're playing, I suppose. Um, yeah, no, it's an introduction. It's definitely. Really good. I mean, and you get everything you need to play. You get dice. You get miniatures. You get um, pin markers and all the other mm-hmm. things that you need. Um, yeah. Templates and as you say, a little bit of scenery as well to get you going. Yeah, so no, they've, they've really kind of. If you're thinking about it, it's definitely the way to mm-hmm. um, to go with it, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Something else to do, do these two. <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, don't don't do as I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a warning in many ways. Um, but yeah, they they also do. You know, Warlord do starter boxes for most of the major factions as well, with all their all their kind of plastic, um, yeah, plastic and metal stuff as well. And that's something I actually picked up again quite quickly, was because again, I, it makes me it kind of makes me see myself. <laughs> from from the outside when I talk about this sort of stuff, but yeah, I saw the <laughs> the Deutsche Africa core um, starter set on Amazon for like oh, I don't know maybe five pounds cheaper than it normally is. Um, I, th- I think it, I think I did myself a discredit. I think it was maybe ten or fifteen ch- cheaper. So I think it was about fifty fifty quid or something. Yeah, and um, and that gives you you know you get a lot of stuff in that box. You get. You have thirty troops. You get um, mortar, heavy machine gun, or medium machine gun. Sorry, um, yeah. Panzer three and a, a Flak eighty eight. Um, so to, to buy all that separately, you, you know, you're kind of coming close to eighty ish quid. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know, that's a cracking deal. And I always fancied. I mean, the idea was obviously that we'd get a couple of kind of mid late war sets to, mm-hmm. so we could, so we could play each other and and not break yeah. the immersion, but. Um, I kind of couldn't resist doing the doing the DAC, and yeah. it's one of those ones I kind of I don't know. I've I've got there's a still a slightly healthy unsettled feeling I get about you know modeling <laughs> and and painting Nazis. So I think I think when you when you go for the DAC, you're kind of taking a slightly moral high ground. As historically, obviously, they weren't as as fanatical or as um, compared as to me, who's, who's sitting painting SS soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I think I think when you go, if, if you go SS, you can <laughs> you can go one of two ways with that. Um, and I think you're doing it the right way. And the way I've always seen the SS is it's a win-win. If 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 they get slaughtered by the by <laughs> the Brits or the Americans, you know, you get a slight warm feeling in your in your heart as well as if you if you win the game. So, yeah, they're they're an interesting one to go for. But yeah, yeah. certainly, I think I would I would need to. Yeah, take them out of the sight of out of my relatives, <laughs> effectively. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a bit of a touchy subject. Yeah, exactly. That that's one, that's but... a good thing. It's a good thing that it's still <laughs> still not quite accepted, and I'm, I'm quite happy that that's the case. Yeah, of course. I... Um, 
And I mean, that, that, that's one of the things that's something I've, I know we're maybe kind of rambling a bit, or I'm probably rambling a bit here, but it's one of those things I always worry about when I do anything historic or anything kind of World War II related specific. So I think back to the times when I used to play Airsoft and that was, you know, you got a similar kind of crowd at that. Yeah. And you'd always wonder when someone turns up in like an SS uniform or someone turns up. <laughs> it's like, are, are you doing this because you're into history or in, or is it something more sinister? And I, I think yeah. that's always, it's probably why I, I don't really engage with the, the community as much as I, as I possibly could. Um, for, for like yeah. support action stuff and i think we've both recently started posting yeah. up the miniatures and stuff like that just for a bit of a bit of motivation and a bit of encouragement as well as uh, just yeah. to, just to be pounded by the rivet rivet counters as well it's, um, it's good when you've got a counter argument though it is it is good it's, it's good but i think <laughs> it's, it's fine yeah it's, it's one of those ones i think i think it's definitely good in moderation but i, I wouldn't want to live uh, there oh no definitely not <laughs> i mean i'm all for trying to keep your your army as like historically accurate as possible yeah. and things like that but some people on these on you see on the pages take it to extremes like oh you yeah. used the wrong shade of green on that uniform that exactly. didn't come into effect until 1944 yeah no absolutely like, it, it, and they're, it's... Ma- they're my plastic <laughs> exactly don't have a like <laughs> just some Hello Kitty ones and post them up and just, uh, just you'd be, uh, you'd be yeah. angry and boiling piss before the before the post hit the floor, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think that's one of the interesting things about bolt action as well is it's not a, again coming back to that whole thing. It's not a strictly historical exactly, war game. Yeah. It's it's very light touch in that regard. It allows you to kind of play as you want to play it. Like they have lists and they have campaign books that they come come out with, which yeah. have kind of historically accurate rest, lists to build from and allow you to model your guys to the they've got the, the Hollywood style yeah, yeah, exactly. they've, they've yeah, yeah, they've embraced Kelly's that heroes. Kelly's, Kelly's heroes, yeah, exactly yeah, and, Bob Sherman and everything um, yeah. and there was horrible Hollywood tigers which I, <laughs> I don't understand you can buy them in a box of three it's like that just, that's just what? masochism oh, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think I think they're definitely they're definitely playing yeah. up on that um, side of things as well and, and certainly I think you've taken it a slightly higher degree of historical accuracy than I have um, mm. with your with your um, with your SS that you're doing at the moment. Yeah. The, I I kind of well again I, I probably leapt in too early and didn't do the research. So my paratroopers and the British guys I built were really just built to, you know, first of all I did the kind of rule of cool, and then I realised yeah. that half of the stuff I built was invalid as a, as a in the army selector. <laughs> so I had to go back and break some arms off and take off piats and add on. And, yeah, and add on Lee Enfield number fours and stuff, but um, I mean it's easy yeah. to fall into that trap. I've done it with these guys as well. Oh, like, absolutely, absolutely. I've built, like, a, a full squad with assault rifles, but, <laughs> and then I found the 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 kind of organisational breakdown in squads, and yeah, it just won't, it just never happened like that. But you can do it. The rules are there for you to do it if you want. Absolutely, I mean, and I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't get too upset if I came across I... someone who was fielding something like that, and it was, you know, they had, you know, as, as long as it, within the rules of the game, I think I'm not sure about the SS composition, but I think it's normally what well, up to ten men. You can have mm-hmm. what four four assault rifles or four SMGs and an LMG, yeah. that kind of thing, and that's your kind of fairly standard infantry section in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Although historically, as you say, it might not have actually been the case that they were ever fielded like that. It would normally be yeah. more rifles and maybe just a one SMG, you know. And, and and that's kind of when I've went back now and I've started going back and breaking the arms off my, yeah. my poor paratroopers and replacing them with fairly accurate loadouts. There's actually some good, some really good kind of infographs. Um, I think it's Order of Battle or BattleOrders.com. This guy's got a Patreon and a mm. YouTube channel and he does the full breakdown of platoons and what they're armed yeah. with every, all is the that, way through. Is that the guy on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's... it's it's, it's really it's good. His stuff, it's really good. So, um, so yeah, I was I was using his because he does the, he does one for the, the paratroopers and the, yeah. the British infantry section, and I was managed to go back and make sure I got my my second yeah. NCO in the section with a mortar and all this kind of stuff, and it, you know it helps helps you get into it. I think if you're exactly yeah. See, we were, we were moaning about the rivet counters a minute ago, but I think <laughs> it's slowly becoming yeah. <laughs> becoming. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it, it's another aspect to it as well because that's that's something we touched on was exactly, yeah. it actually it actually gets you motivated to you know research stuff and you know do a yeah. bit of digging and um and that kind of thing and that's it's probably a good thing it's probably I don't want to say it's productive but it's probably more productive than diving deep into the lore of a of a sci-fi <laughs> franchise or something at least it's yeah. giving you some kind of so something you know, that actually happens yeah you know, <laughs> you know, talk about it at parties or something i don't know it's <laughs> well, uh, depending on where you go um, <laughs> but you know you know it's that it's that idea that it's it is actually there's another aspect to it beyond the playing of the game and the mm-hmm. hobbying that you can actually get get a bit yeah. involved in and and for me it was um so um, my grandfather was in the commandos and um actually one of the one of the things I really wanted to do was make a small commando force. Now it's actually me being me. It's now became a fairly oh, sizable commando force. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, accurately model a, a commando um, a commando squad or commando section and and, and build mm-hmm. up from there. And then in doing so, I started researching a bit more about him and his experiences and. You yeah. know, you're reading diaries from D Day and all this kind of stuff, and it's just like Amazing. you know, it sucks. It sucks you right into it, and um, you do yeah. kind of feel a wee bit more obliged to to do things properly at that point. Oh, yeah. um, and then you go on and post it up on Facebook and you get torn to shreds for it anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think one of one of the things that kind of annoyed me about the well, another topic, I guess we can talk <laughs> about. <laughs> I know, just rambling. One <laughs> of the topics is the you know the, the models are inexpensive um, and they're getting better one of the things they're doing is there's a new british set coming out next month yeah or, and it's you know it's, it's all in the new style but most of the sets are, are really good some of the yeah. original sets like the the basic you're kind of bobby basic um german blitzkrieg and your yeah the molden wasn't the best on them yeah, it's just everything's kind of out of proportion. Everything's a bit wonky yeah. looking, um, and things don't really go together very well. <laughs> no, well. no, it's it's an exercise and yeah, an absolute restraint trying to. I mean, I've together. been quite fortunate with the the kits I've worked with. They've all been the kind of newer style, and they've all, yeah. The only thing I had an issue with was one of the resin kits that I got. The, the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still do a lot of resin. They're they're actually, I think, yeah. warlord resins that they've kind of. Tr- they're kind of marketing that as a as a new thing now as well. They've got this kind of new yeah. baby resin, which I think they're starting to cast everything in, um, which I'm mm-hmm. sure. Is like no, a, don't get me wrong, the resin kits are really good. So mm. good, good detail on them. I've got a couple of the tanks of resin, um, yeah, yeah, and I've got some new stuff on the way for this this uh, current project as well. Mm. It's all resin, so. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that one of the things I did was with the British, um, 
the kind of um, standard infantry guys um, for the most part because I had so many bits left over from my paratroopers, which are which are one of the newer kits. I was able mm. to kind of like you know chop up um, that, and with a little bit of sanding and green stuff and filing, you can kind of get the the modern arms and heads onto the the older bodies and. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's quite good in my in my opinion. But what it, that was one of the things I did though was with the commando kits, they come with the old heads which have got detachable caps effectively. So you can give them their you can give them their green berry or you can give them their um, you can give them kind of just the standard Tommy helmets. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I always found iconic about commandos is the cap comforters that they wore, the mm-hmm. kind of little little beanies. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, well, you, you can buy them for four. You know, you can buy a set of four metal ones from Warlord for ten quid or something, but I was like, not going down that route. So I <laughs> um, started modelling out the green stuff, and I was quite yeah. proud of myself. And uh, as soon as I put them up on the on Facebook, I got torn to shreds for for the for the angle of the peak or whatever it was. So yeah. again, it's just another lesson in that whole. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you can you can take offence at those. <laughs> yeah, you can take offence at those sort of things, but I think no. the guys do mean well. They're just I think so too. To, yeah. Just trying to point you in the right, right yeah, direction. Yeah, and it's, it's good to see that kind of passion. It'd be, you know, yeah, again, no, more productive, but I know, so it's, it's I fine. Know. That's fine. But, well, I, I learned quite a lot today just yeah, yeah. talking about camouflage with people on, on one of the Facebook groups and um, yeah. found out things about the unit I'm modelling these on that I didn't know. So Yeah, it, that's it's, really good. It's good to get to get that kind of information and there's people out there that are a lot more knowledgeable than myself on World War Two and mm-hmm. everything that happened. So yeah, it's yeah. a resource out there for you to, to plough. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or one of a better word. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it probably was a better word there, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Harvest maybe? I don't know, ploughing ploughing's the that you do before you, you, you gather it, but anyway, I'm, No, I'm, I'm all about the ploughing. Harp semantics, that's fine. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's something again, like getting sort of back on the fag packet of topics that we had. <laughs> <laughs> Historical accuracy versus you know playing the game to your best ability is one of those yeah. ones which is interesting. I think you might not win all the games if you've got a a ten man squad with all rifles and an LMG because that's what they had versus. Yeah. The opportunity to give them all assault rifles and whatever else, exactly, yeah. but you'll get a, you'll get a pleasure out of it um, potentially. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, you'll get a pleasure out of. And that's know, the thing. Like it. a lot, a lot of people reference like the bolt action rules to being more like like a Hollywood film. It's yeah. it's quick and, and, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's quick and action packed. It's not as you say. You're not bogged down with loads of logistics and trying to loads of stats to worry about. Like it's 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 quick fire action. The way, it, the yeah. way I kind of envisage it is like the old Commando comics. Yeah, so I think I think from you, uh, Commando comics is a, a big influence as well, and I think that's one of the the ways I tried to do my Commandos in in, in that vein, and definitely yeah. definitely going more more Hollywood than historical. But again, tread, treading that line, I, I think's I think's probably good, and it, it's one of those ones. That, again, I think when we play together, if we ever get to play together again. When we play together, it What's will be like? <laughs> exactly. We, we kind of, I think we're accepting of each other's um, armies. Hopefully, um, oh, we're, yeah. not, we're not crossing the streams in terms of theatres and stuff. I did, I did um, 
take my deck out against you in the middle of Normandy, which maybe I don't, I don't know if I could <laughs> if I could feel the, the burning rage inside you when you're playing against them. But yeah, it was either that or the fact that it's, back. Yeah, it's, it's either <laughs> that or the fact that it had two LNGs per squad or something. But um, mm. but yeah, it's it's interesting, and I think there's a there's obviously the whole competitive scene in a tournament scene where you start to see things like like mirror matches or you know yeah. blue on blue or mismatching time periods and everything like that and i think there's a lot of people who you know wouldn't like that and yeah. for me it wouldn't really interest me i wouldn't if, I, I, if, I, ever did, if I ever to get into the kind of tournament scene or whatever i guess you, you know that's what you're there for and it's not you're not too bothered yeah. about the period but i don't know and i think they do events where they do themed campaigns and themed events and like the you've got the mm-hmm. what's it called the on tabletop uh, beasts of war like do a boot camp where they do a, a special themed event weekend and stuff like that so i think yeah. there's definitely ways to get into it and play with other people and still maintain a bit of immersion and stuff which is just quite i cool. mean that is it is a relatively popular game as well there, there's a lot of groups out there i found i found a scotland bolt action group today oh, yeah yeah, um, it seems to be massive. Yeah. yeah, so it's unusual if if Scotland's got a, <laughs> a following on it. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, I think I think I'd read somewhere that it's second second only to um, to forty k these days in terms of in, yeah. in kind of groups and clubs and stuff. It's the second most played game, um, which yeah. is really which is really positive for that whole potential revival of historical gaming stuff. As long as everyone can play nicely together and yeah. realize it's maybe not that historical game or historically accurate somewhere you know somewhere, uh, in, somewhere in the middle yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean one of the things um that i enjoy about it as well is the scale and i don't just mean the 28 millimeter scale it's you know it's mm-hmm. that that itself is fun to paint and stuff it makes a makes it for a pain in the arse for storing terrain and stuff but uh, um the scale of it by what i mean is like kind of platoon level engagements yeah, is it's uh, good you're, you're not having thousands of of miniatures yeah um, like we said at the start you can get into it with just a box of a box of infantry yeah um, exactly and you'll have a decent force that will it might uh, granted it might not stand up against tanks and things like that but yeah you get a game with your friend no problem well absolutely and you can even play i mean we, we played our first couple of games on like in a four by two table and eventually mm-hmm. kind of got up to a six by four but it's one of those ones as well with with all the terrain on it really densely packed terrain suits exactly, it yeah. and it, it's not it's not like playing a lot of games where you've got you know two or three bits of terrain on a board and that, that's your lot you can you can really pack it in with bolt action and and it mm. makes a great looking table as well um oh yeah, also, yeah also plays really well and it means you can play on a smaller table and and and, and get away with it um, with, with less units and stuff as well so yeah, yeah. It, it definitely definitely works that way it's something i'm not sure how well it scales out beyond that and um, i know that you can feasibly do multiple platoons you know mm-hmm. in, in a game you know go yeah past a few thousand point kind of mark whatever and that, i've uh, seen guys on the on the groups talking about games that have taken like four days and things like that to complete yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess mean, that's that's what they're into then yeah go for no, it. absolutely it's it's not it's not necessarily for me and i think from... I think it's more time than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, these days, <laughs> exactly. Time, times. Yeah. I think, but um, I just think it just it, it seems to be really really well designed for that kind of size of engagement. Um, yeah. And it means that if someone brings a tank, you know, they're they're the big boy on campus kind of thing, and that's <laughs> that's cool. And it, and a tank, as we've found out, tanks can be 
either you know game changing, super effective, or do nothing. Um, and yeah. a total point sunk, point sink. But um, it's it's kind of cool. And I, I like I like that. I like that aspect to it as well. That there's not there's nothing beyond that really. Um, no one's bringing a Titan out or anything like <laughs> that kind of thing to to really ruin your day. So it's yeah. it, it's kind of good in that way. It's concise and compact again. Is is maybe the wrong word, I, but it's. Well, we have been quite sensible with the tanks, so yeah. we've not we've not brought on any super heavy things or anything like that. It's... No, no, exactly. And I think I think it's one of those things. That, I mean, there is a tank war um, dedicated kind of rule set or kind of add on for it, and you can play with. And um, there's right. other there's other rule sets you can use with tanks um, at twenty eight mil, and it's it's just one of those ones that I don't think. I think even on a six by four table with with a few tanks, you could probably get away with it if it's like a platoon engagement of you know three tanks versus three tanks that kind of thing. Aye. But if you want to do that, I think you'd be better finding something in fifteen mil or six mil or whatever ten mil and doing a proper yeah. you know company level engagement at that point. Um, Aye. I think that or or try different rule sets. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's, there's some tank things out there. I think it's what a tanker. Mm-hmm. No, there's two fat lardies do do. Yeah, so there's. And I, I mean, you, there's nothing stopping you using your warlord models for things like that as well. And yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's yeah. what I was just about to say. I mean, it, it's it's another um, aspect to World War Two gaming, I guess, or buying World War Two models as they're infinitely reusable for yeah. loads of different things. Well, obviously, all World War Two, but you know, what I mean, they're they're kind of. Um, you know the, the figure agnosticness of a lot of these rule sets. Um, you can buy which whichever models you want and and use them. And generally yeah. speaking, though, you just pick the ones that aesthetically you you like the best. So yeah, um, that's it's it's good in that that way as well. That you're not totally tied in. Um, mm-hmm. So no, totally. yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think I think one of the one of the things I was going to talk about as well was just about the kind of abstraction of it um again coming back to the rules a little bit um something i, I do enjoy is like, like i said earlier i think a, you know a, a rifle bullet is or a rifle in the game is a rifle in the game whether it's a, a lee enfield number four or a or mauser or a you know mosin again whoever it's the stat mm-hmm. rate's effectively saying there's there's that level of abstraction there where they're not going into the minutia of detail for that They've, you've got effectively you know assault rifles submachine guns rifles and they've all got the same stats and yeah there's the, the main the main modifiers and in, in the rules is things like cover yeah uh, range and whether your guy's been shot at the round before yeah exactly so, so it's all fairly you know, constant kind of pressure builds up and they, like they'll struggle to hit and things like that so yeah it's, it's which really, is, yeah, that's, that's really nice on, on the, yeah. On, on the face of it, you think if it's if it's every round, if every rifle has a potential to kill a guy outright with no saving yeah. throw, or, or well, there's a sort of a saving throw. But with 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 that, you'd think it'd be quite a lethal game and it'd be over in one turn. But in actual fact, because of the suppression rules and the inability of or the ineffectiveness mm-hmm. to, to actually land shots, um, is actually means the game kind of plays out a bit longer than. Than you'd maybe think, um, yeah. which, which is good. And, and again, I think the, I think that level of abstraction is really well implemented. And the fact that it's just, the fact that it's just kind of humans again, maybe <laughs> obvious. But the fact that it's just it's soldiers right. who have a kind of limitation to them is 
interesting to play with. It was not this kind of you've not got hero yeah, characters. No superheroes. No. Yeah, there's nobody buffing everyone within a twelve inch circle that giving them all you know extra shots or whatever. You do get the morale boost from yeah. your lieutenants and things like that. But yeah, other than, other than that, there's there's nothing really mm-hmm. to boost your troops. Yeah, I did. I just like I, I like the fact that there's not. A, I mean, there is there is a meta game associated with it, and if you read up on the forums, I'm sure there'll be again ways of min maxing it, that kind of thing. Um, but there's not so much of a there's not so much reliance on synergies and yeah. I, th- I think a lot of games nowadays have that aspect to them, which I don't necessarily buy into because a lot of the time I feel like it's almost just a marketing trick to get you to the buy. The thing. <laughs> I, I know that we used to play a lot of X Wing and that that kind of went that way a bit where you could buy a yeah. ship, but it would be no use unless you bought another ship, which could be the card to use with that ship. And yeah, you, you exactly. go down that whole rabbit hole, whereas you're not really getting that with this game. You're, you're you get oh. you see what you get, and it's. You know, it it kind of reminds me of, of chess a little bit, where mm. you've got all of your units in front of you. You can move one of those units at a time on your turn. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of... That's one of the things I like about it, is the kind of randomness of it. You don't know what unit your opponent's going to activate next. Mm. Or if you want to put yours out in the open first and take a chance. Yeah, so kind of back and forward, and even oh, that, then, that, that was a nail biting one for me. Sorry, to, to <laughs> that was a nail biting one for me. Is is I, I don't again. I don't know if we've been playing the rules entirely correctly, but yeah, <laughs> from, from what I understand, it's the way is you know you drive up the field with a half track full of uh, full of your your finest <laughs> veteran grenadiers or whatever. You drive them up the main road, but then you don't know if you're going to be able to actually activate the guys inside the half track for yeah. another two or three turns. And at that point, they could get blown away yeah. by a yeah, Sherman or something. So yeah. It gives I, mean, you I think we should mention the way the actual turn system works. Yeah, I mean yeah, good good point. I mean just, just so people know what we're talking about here. Yeah, so if you've if you've listened to the previous podcast about the, the Warlord game system, it's one of the things they're trying to do is I think at Warlord is, is tie everything together into uh, a fairly kind of easily transferable set of rules between the games so they've got beyond the gates and tarries bolt action and then they've got the 2080 games and they all and they all seem to use this core mechanic of um, kind of random activation based on a, a bag of either chips or dice for you know each player's side and you, you take turns yeah. drawing dice out of the bag and that determines who's going to activate so it's not a you know, you move all your guys first and shoot, and I move all my guys second and shoot, yeah. or, or back and forth. It's even more random than that. Yeah, and it's it, it's something that's it's really yeah, it does build up the tension and and never leaves oh, you like totally when when you're not pulling out your dice and you're yeah, just yeah. constantly you, pulling out your opponent's stuff. Exactly, it's like gambling, which yeah. is kind of addictive. It's it's something <laughs> that's I think it does get a little bit of criticism for is again from the pretend the people who are looking on the face of it and seeing it as a historical accurate yeah. game the, the randomness of it is kind of off-putting for a lot of people it is very heavily dependent on luck and dice and pulling the right thing at the right moment and kind of clutch moments and, and things like that but yeah at, at first that at first when i looked at it it was one of the things that put me off a bit um because uh, there's a lot of tactical maneuvering and finding cover and choosing the right moment to activate and stuff like that which is totally you know that's your that's your tactics that's your um, game part of it your strategy part of it and then at the end of the day you're, you're kind of at the behest of the, the dice gods after that but it does yep. make for some really interesting moments oh, 
I mean, totally. the, the one, the, the first game we played, it's the kind of anecdote I'll probably take to a grave now about this game is it was the time when my my um, stubborn veteran Falsham Jaeger um, elite, elite yeah, <laughs> came charging charging down the road um, you know, took took some fire failed the morale test, I rolled double one, or sorry, double sixes for the morale, which is um, which is which is called the foo bar, and you, you have to roll on a special chart for it. And once you do that, it gives you, you know, results based on that. And um, yeah, I, I rolled double sixes, and I think it was followed by maybe another six or whatever it is in the chart. But effectively, they they shot each other. They they saw they saw their friends as enemies, um, turned on each other, <laughs> let loose a hail of bullets, took down a couple of their own guys, and then ran back ran off the road. The field, just came up, yeah, ran off the table. And that's just—it's some of those, it's one of those things that just looks so stupid. Like it just—it just, it just yeah. looks so unpl- implausible in a historic game or whatever. But it's—it was great fun, and it was you know, yeah. Time I was probably quite annoyed, but it was one of those ones that's like you know, it's <laughs> quite quite annoyed. <laughs> but it's one of those ones that it makes for storm out after that. <laughs> the table through through, <laughs> through the chocolate cake you'd offered me back in your face. And, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But but it's what it is one of those ones that makes for kind of great gaming moments or or whatever. So uh, it's kind of worth it to have those things in the game, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um that's that's one of the things I really like about it is as you say, is the randomness and things that can happen. I mean, people who've listened to previous podcasts will know I'm I'm a GM for, for Alien, so I like to kinda elaborate on things that have happened like that in my head where like there's a lot of smoke on the battlefield and they've just seen soldiers running by and they don't know who they are so they've just opened fire and yeah so yeah you can i like i like that kind of aspect of it yeah it builds builds a narrative doesn't it totally yeah i mean that's just a game of chess at the end of the day but if it builds a little bit of narrative into it then that's all better for it yeah totally and yes it's just a really quick fun game in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah and like i say we're, we're both still getting very much into the, the yeah. of it so we're probably not we're not authorities on it by any means but from what we've played so no. far i think we're, we're both pretty keen yeah it's, it's, it's easy to pick everything up like a bit, especially if you start kind of small like we did um <laughs> well well i did yeah. <laughs> um it kind of gives you the introduction how to work the infantry in it and then you add a vehicle into it and you get some extra rules you need to learn and mm-hmm. just build it up from there and it's there's really not much else to it. Yeah. And, it comes into that. and they do they do a kind of skirmish um they do a kind of skirmish level FAQ or kind of one page rules um supplement that they add into the game as well to allow you to literally play with, you know, half a dozen guys and mm-hmm. um you know, you could you can even buy you can buy the individual sprues of guys, which which are normally five or six on a sprue, and you, that's even enough to get you started. And that's, yeah, that's you know, that yeah, exactly. If you, if you really wanted to start small and build up from there and or try something out, and that's yeah. I guess that's one of the kind of addictive drug like parts to it is you just think all I need is these uh, all I need all these <laughs> five guys. And that's it. <laughs> I, I've started going down a rabbit hole as well. I mean, I have just have just ordered up some more stuff today or yesterday um for my dac and i think i think they'll they'll become one of my kind of main armies um i think my, my, my dac my deutsch africa corps and my british kind of late war will be my my two bread and butter 
armies yeah. I'll, I'll bring out. I've got a little late war sort of fairly soupy list of of Germans as well, where I've got you know like a little squad of Falschmeger, a little twelve man or ten man grenadier squad, Panzer grenadier squad, and a couple of yeah, and stuff like that. And that was more just me buying stuff I wanted to paint and and, and fielding, which exactly. is a good thing you can do with the with the kind of big. They've they've got these kind of reinforced lists for each faction, which allow you to almost pick you know any like one, you want. Yeah. Um, not not theater specific. And if you want to go that way, that that's cool. Um, and it gives you a chance to kind of play with different stuff and, and buy what you want. Yeah, yeah. even if it might you know not be the most um kind of time accurate or um historically accurate thing to do. Um, so I've got I've got those guys and. I'll probably still add stuff to them as well because that's one of those, you know, Normandy forty four that kind of period is one of the one of the bits that interests me a lot, as well yeah. as the North African campaign. But it does also, like I was saying earlier, it kind of opens the door into all these little little conflicts you might not know too much about or or things yeah. you always had a little fancy for. So I've, I've started now looking at um, Australians um, <laughs> miniatures. Um, I've still start still started looking at um, started looking at. The, the Australian kits and you know some of the stuff because they've got some quite cool stuff. They've got like, commandos with these Owens gun, Owens guns, which are kind of weird looking submachine guns, and they've got um, they've got their kind of jungle fighters and, and I've, I've got a lot yeah. of jungle terrain. So it kind of and, it, yeah. and if I do that, I've got to you know they could fight against the DAC in a kind of non-historical what if scenario what if when scenarios, maybe, yeah. you know maybe the you know because the DAC were meant to be sort of north africa and the kind of tropical uniforms and stuff like that so they could have feasibly been fighting in you know the jungle oh, yeah, as totally. well if it went away so, yeah so it's it's, it's I've, I've already got the op- opposing force for them so the justification kind of writes itself but then you start looking at then you start looking at winter warfare and you start looking at soviets and Finns and stuff yeah. and it's like you just get you can just you just go so deep into it but as okay. you say as you say all you need all you need is that one sprue and then that's you you can start going and it's, yeah, it's, so it's exactly like i said to you today i was like i might start an sas force so we yeah. can play against your back you, know? no, you should just, you should just a couple of jeeps and yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple of guys absolutely unfortunately um, those, jeeps, those resin jeeps are about 40 quid each but oh, <laughs> that's, I know. that's fine i know but there but, are other um i was looking at the rubicon kits as well yeah yeah Exactly. And That's definitely options. They do some nice plastic kits. Yeah. If you're looking at that, and you can always copy my my Opal Blitz as well. I think that was one of the things the SES were kind of quite good at doing, yeah. stealing the German stealing. truck. Yeah. <laughs> definitely one. But I mean, the, the, I'm still waiting for you to buy this boat. <laughs> We've seen the. Oh <laughs> no! The, submarine. Oh yeah, there's there's a submarine if you're going to do a Kriegsmarine kind of force. <laughs> I think there's all you can also get the Soviet Naval Brigade, which comes with like a river patrol boat. Oh yeah, seen like that. Long, long resin boat for like fifty quid. And it's just like you know what am I going to do with exactly, that? Exactly. You don't have any rivers, you don't have any coast, you don't have any like you need to build a, a kind yeah. of a canal or something on your map when you're on your board. You know I was thinking about that the other course, day and I course. talked myself out of it. Yeah, well I've already I've already started looking at building little uh, coastal kind of towns and little edger water effects and things like that just in preparation for me just <laughs> if i build it as in boat it's like i'll build you this chris you've got to play you, know? you, you need to buy it yeah so it is a total rabbit hole and then yeah it, i think i think you can you can go a bit you can go a bit mad with it so restraint yeah. is, is always yes always ordered. and i think i think 
again uh, coming back to like terrain and stuff like that is another one um kind of limitations of terrain maybe dictate what you what you buy as well but unfortunately i've got terrain for all theaters so uh, <laughs> anyway, See, i was i was smart with snow, the one. Snowy, so that's, that's probably the best yeah i was smart with the terrain i told my brother to take care of all of that so he's, mm. got, he's got all of that so i've not got that excuse <laughs> so other, other than the ses is there anything you're got your eye um as you alluded to there, the the Kriegsmarine, which is mm. basically the German German Navy, um, yeah, I found them quite interesting. Just just through looking at their things online and seeing mm. what other people had done, I'd seen a someone had posted a picture of a submarine sailing up a river. This this big resin submarine mm. and loads of little German patrol boats and. Like troops alongside the river bank and all that, and it just captures. See, the thing is, if, if you do that, though, I'd have to buy the I mean, Royal Navy or the Royal Marine Commandos in the in the canoes <laughs> or the kayaks you can get. Exactly. Silent yeah. stems and satchel charges, and I'm just like, oh, see. You, you know, you want to. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, I'm I'm in two minds at the moment. I'm I've just done a German force. My brother's got a German force, mm. and I've got the airborne. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking maybe something desert-like mm. to fight against the dark. Cool. Um, potentially. Aye. Um, good. And like you were saying, I do love the winter kind of scenarios <laughs> as well. So yeah. yeah, probably all of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, we've got nothing but time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time. Uh, we need to do some uh, extra work, I think, and fund my habit a little bit more yeah so i there's a lot of projects on my list i've i've still got other game systems sitting behind me staring at me as i'm painting yeah, so yeah well it's yeah it's trying to trying to find the balance but absolutely. as you say now's now's the time to get all your projects done and <laughs> yeah i think i think that's one good thing that's come out of lockdown is like my paintings come on leaps and bounds. Yes, you can um, actually paint Nazi camel. <laughs> but what what did you do, <laughs> lockdown granddad? Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But <laughs> um, aye, definitely painting painting models is definitely um, definitely came on a good bit. So aye, aye. get into bolt action. You won't regret it. No, exactly. And that's I think that's our take on bolt action for the moment. Um, and once we get some more games under the belt, maybe we've got maybe we've got enough yeah. in the tank for another chat about it at some point. But I think definitely, that's definitely our our two cents on it, as you'd say, um, well and truly <laughs> expelled. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, thanks for listening to our yeah, ramblings. Absolutely. And apologies if I did ramble, but. It's the way I do it. <laughs> sure, they're used to you, but now, Craig. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Chris and Craig, for sharing your thoughts, and I hope that was of interest to the bolt action community. Speaking of which, we'd love to hear from you to let us know which aspects of bolt action you'd like us to focus on for future episodes. So please just drop us a comment below the video or find us somewhere on social media. We're all over the place there, and we'll be delighted to hear from you. And we want to try and provide those conversations that you want to hear. Also, if you're new to our channel, please don't forget to subscribe to us. Or better still, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please consider recommending our podcast to your friends. So until next time, though, keep on living the life of Die. <laughs>